0: Dr Jonathan Trevor, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today. We're looking at public services transformation, an area you've been working in and applying your knowledge to. Let's begin by asking what you mean by the post-bureaucratic environment. It's big society stuff, isn't it?
1: That's exactly right. I think it's big society and it's inextricably linked to localism. And localism, of course... uh, uh, is, is going to imply a fundamental change for how we govern society, the role of the state, and how we organise to deliver public services as part of that role of the state. And I'm thinking here particularly for uh, all of our core public services, incu- including police, uh, health, education, uh, and particularly local government.
0: Now, there's a lot of cynicism, cynicism, if not to say anger and demonstrations around these public sector to cut backs. Um, surely, if... The public services are to reinvent themselves. Then, then people need to know the environment they're stepping into is an uncertain future. When they're not sure of their markets, they're not sure of their jobs, they're not sure of their organisations or futures. Can people manage these complex new systems?
1: I think that's the million-dollar question. Uh, uncertainty is the name of the day. Um, I think. Is localism, is post bureaucratization inevitable? Well, no, not completely, but certainly a change is acquired from the past and how we've uh, traditionally thought of uh, providing, uh, or de- indeed the ideal way of providing public services. Uh, increasingly in the future, I think we will move away from um, large scale public sector organisations, which are the professional providers of services, to public service organisations, which are the professional commissioners of professionals from the public, private and not-for-profit sector providing those services. Um, I think that's the fiscal reality. I also think it's the ideological imperative being set down, by the way, by both the uh, previous Labour government and the new coalition government. So this is very much Um, I think uh, uh, what will become the reality for most, your question is, how do we know how best to go about it?
0: And and also the the fact that, come on, people employed by the public sector might not have the business skills to set up and supply services themselves.
1: I think the reality is that uh, not everybody will have the skills, not everybody will have the necessary competence. More to the point, not everybody will have the desire to operate in that new world of public service organisation and I think at some point that's maybe why we're experiencing some of the pain that we are now. But that it is coming I think is uh, beyond question. Uh, The better question is how do we um, ensure that our public servants and our public service organisations are best fit for purpose to deliver that new agenda.
0: And how do we ensure that? You, you've asked the, the million-dollar question, uh, if we're going to sort of reinvent public services with new leaders, are we looking at processes, value, products, that, that type of thing? You, you've got to have a, a strategic analysis of, of where we're headed.
1: Education, education, education. And I say that as an academic and as a lecturer, as a teacher, um, I think there is a great deal of uncertainty. Um, I think the strategic analysis that you're referring to, everybody's looking for that. Everybody's looking for somebody from on high, whomever that may be, uh, from government or from elsewhere, to say this is the new model, this is what it's going to look like. And of course, we do look to that, we do want that, because that's traditionally in the past what we've had via the bureaucratic organisation, which has been a model of control, of governance, of hierarchy, of stability, of structure going forward We're going to have uncertainty, we're going to have change, we're going to have lack of structure, we're going to have loss of potential of accountability, or rather accountability retained, but not very clear what the reporting lines are. We're going to have increased discretion, decentralisation, a great deal of fuzziness, fewer boundaries to our organisations. Fundamentally, those answers, the strategic analysis as you refer to it, what I'm going to say, the solution will not come from on high, it will have to come from us. It will have to be emergent, have to be organic, it is our job and it is our job now.
0: Well, OK, what you describe seemed to be the management of chaos theory. But, but we've only had this new government since May, this big society top-down, the disassembly of the public sector. If you like, I know that you've been working in the public sector. Do you think people are making sense of the transformation of public services?
1: I think one thing we consistently underestimate is a public is just the talent that resides in our public sector and our public servants, in our public service organisations. Um, for me, what I observe working with our partners, um, our research subjects, uh, with the, the organisations and individuals with whom we engage on a regular basis is a great awareness of these issues, um, a great enthusiasm to embrace a new agenda, all in the interest not of purely organisational efficiency and cost, which is the old mantra about effectiveness in public services. Public sector, but rather about delivering enhanced services to all sections of society, from the most needy to the least needy, in a way that is absolutely. Uh, value-added and best fit for purpose, is about serving not just those that need it most, not about being that last-chance solution of the net for the social safety net, if you will, but rather being an enabler of well-being for all citizens, no matter who they are, no matter what their circumstances, no matter what their basis of their need or their expectation of demand. It is, I think, about becoming uh, the facilitator the enabler in people's lives, uh, enabling people to do it for themselves. And that's the link to the localism agenda.
0: You talk of new enthusiasm for this um, top-down reorganisation of the public sector, but actually, um, in, in a way, that, that actually there's a great deal of distrust, isn't there? We've got demonstrations on the, the, the street, people seeing their jobs going in the public services, perhaps not being able to get another one. Um, it, it's not good.
1: Well, firstly, I'm going to take issue with what you say on two counts. Uh, uh, There is distrust, I think, increasingly of top-down intervention, but that's not actually what we're talking about. What we're talking about is a bottom-up emergent ownership of the change process. This isn't simply a case of implementing policy from on high, which has been the case certainly within local governments, I think, for probably 20 to 30 years now, that local authorities are essentially just purely the implementation vehicles for central government policy, and they are managed and measured through a variety of different metrics, not least of which uh, uh, central government audits. Um, what we're talking about is actually citizens themselves taking ownership for their public services and working in partnership with local authority professionals, public service professionals from all areas of the public sector, um, health, police and so on, uh, to ensure that actually um, what's being delivered meets the local need. Um, There are issues within that, of course, um, not least of which issues of coordination. How do we ensure consistent, excellent uh, delivery of services across the spectrum? But again, that's a local issue. In terms of distrust... Well, I wouldn't say distrust. I would say anxiety and fear uh, about the uncertainty. And uncertainty, of course, always breeds fear. We fear what we don't understand. And this is an entirely new way of working. There's an entirely new contract between the citizenry and the state. Um, It doesn't mean that it's the wrong contract. It just means it's something that we need to embrace and have that open and honest dialogue amongst ourselves, with government, uh, with all stakeholders involved, which, by the way, uh, is private, public, not for profits. It's our public services people in general. I think this is a huge issue for all of us.
0: And from your research and and your knowledge of human behaviour, do you think these new strategies can work not just for the employees, but the employees in the end serve the customer? So it's about customer expectation, strategies, value proposition as well, isn't it?
1: I think critical for public services is to demonstrate the uh, alignment to customer and the contribution Uh, In value added terms, uh, more than ever before. Um, This is fundamentally um, a, a More than a reorganisation, it's the transformation of the delivery, or rather, a transformation of how we deliver um, our public services. And it will require extraordinary things of our public service organisations. It will require that they rely upon partnership working more than ever before. It will rely upon them being more informed via uh, customer intelligence about the needs and demands of their customer base, which, like I say, are not the few, but rather everybody, uh, from those that barely use services currently uh, to those that use them an awful lot. Um, it will require uh, a greater uh, degree of leadership, not just at the top of these organisations, but throughout. And what that really means to me is that we will have public servants at all levels, um, exercising judgement, uh, empowered, um, being empowered to make decisions uh, based upon their own discretion about how to best fulfil their role. And their role is, like I say, being the enabler of, uh, of, of local uh, activism, of working side by side with customers to ensure that what's delivered is is fit for purpose.
0: So you're saying that this can work, this big society approach from the bottom up rather than the statist approach of, of top down, that we can improve public services for the customer, uh, employees, once they've been through the shape down, will settle down into these smaller if you like, organisations, and that um, these theories will work.
1: Um, Ultimately, the message is clear. Responsibility does not lie with the other, with the other, whomever that may be. The responsibility lies with us, individually and collectively, um, particularly at the local level. Um, I am excited by this prospect. I'm not daunted by it.
0: And and just briefly, your systems thinking analysis, the psychology of human behaviour... Does, in a soundbite, say these new transformation of public sector theories can work?
1: It does, but I I actually think we need to move beyond systems thinking in order for the localism agenda and the public service agenda to to work. Uh, Systems thinking would dictate that a decision might be made by the other, whomever that may be, a policymaker, for example, and that there are various stages of... um, uh, Transition from conception to execution, execution being something that is devolved maybe to local authorities. That has been traditionally the case, and we've sought to build large bureaucratic organisations as the best way of delivering that. I think the post-bureaucratic agenda says, no, no, let's take that and uh, reduce the gap between conception and execution. Um, In fact, uh, let's maybe put conception into the hands of communities and not into the state Um, and as such I think this is a move beyond systems thinking from an academic perspective from an intellectual perspective uh, this is an extremely exciting time and it's a great privilege to be able to work with public servants uh, uh, to deliver this agenda.
0: Dr Jonathan Trevor thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today on the public sector and services transformation will let you face down the protesters.
1: Yeah, indeed thank you very much Pony.